Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we have uh, kind of a different show. We wanted to kind of hear from you and and find out what's going on in the world because there's a there's a way of looking at things and we can go through all the news and get all the reporters uh, telling us what they think is going on. But we always find that it's valuable to check in with you and see what's going on in your world because we learn so much from doing that and we take a bunch of calls today from people who have gone through real tough times with this people who are questioning our future when it comes to our economy and the future of the country. We also uh, go on and take on a little bit of the ridiculous media narratives about um, how conservatives in particular are being portrayed as not caring about human life, which is a bizarre accusation uh, when you talk when you talk about uh, when, you, when you want to insert abortion into the issue, but the idea being that uh, oh, we don't care about old people because of the stock market futures—that's that's much more important. We get into that. Glenn has a uh, special TV show on coronavirus today. Make sure you subscribe and check that out. You can get it for free on YouTube as well, or subscribe to support the cause and make sure these investigations continue at blazetv.com/glenn. If you use the promo code Glenn, you will save ten bucks. Uh, a couple more celebrities and uh, dignitaries have tested positive for coronavirus. We'll tell you about that. And go through the spending bill, which is, uh, whew, there's a lot in there, highly questionable. We'll get into that as well. And I'll get into the media tonight on Stu Does America. If you are a podcast listener, you can get every episode for free by searching for Stu Does America and clicking subscribe. Please rate and review this podcast and that one as well. And here's the podcast for today. Here we go with our coronavirus update. The daily stats, as always, as of 5.30 a.m. Central Time from Johns Hopkins University. Total confirmed cases worldwide. Now up about 40,000 to 434,000. Total confirmed deaths worldwide, 19,000, up 3,000. Total confirmed worldwide recoveries, 111. That's up 8,000 from yesterday. All 195 countries on Earth have confirmed cases except for the penguins, and I am willing to carry eggs on my feet if they will let me in. 4% of active cases are now considered serious, requiring hospitalization. That is down from 5% yesterday, but as I pointed out, 13% of U.S. confirmed cases do currently require hospitalization. However, that's because there are so many people we believe that are walking around with it uh, and uh, and and it's so mild they're not even noticing it. The U.S. now has 54,000 confirmed cases, 784 deaths, up from 46,000, so a jump of 8,582 deaths yesterday, 784 today. We have 379 officially recovered against the 784 official deaths. L.A. County Sheriff is now closing all of the gun stores. That's going to make it so much better. I mean, nobody's freaking out about the taking away of their rights when you have counties just saying no more guns for you. No, that's no, that's what I would do to calm the masses. America has lost 500,000 millionaires to COVID-19. Bernie Sanders is a pig in when he heard the news uh, that as uh, as of the close of 
2019, there was an unprecedented 11 million American millionaires. That is a reflection of the longest bull market in history. Well, we lost half a million of them. You don't, you're not celebrating? Oh, well, you should, because those are the people that are paying the most in taxes. So others can have free stuff. The tandem financial health crisis wrought by COVID-19 uh, has, has really um, uh, hit America's small businesses, but 50% of Americans now are living in shelter in place or home quarantine orders. Now, there's a difference between sheltering in place and home quarantine. I don't know if anybody cares or knows, but quarantine is you don't leave. A shelter in place or at home, that is, eh, you got to go to the store. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Majority of the public is going to be ordered to stay in home in the coming days as the coronavirus pandemic sweeps the nation. Total of 13 states, at least 16 municipalities have enacted measures to keep residents inside their homes and prevent the spread of the virus, according to CNN. I have to tell you, I don't know why we're closing down everything everywhere i I don't understand that there are towns all across america that are still working and can keep social distancing that don't have the virus yet they should remain online just with social distancing so we can still go to work when we can not every again 13 states And 16 municipalities have enacted measures. That number uh, amounts to 148 million people, or half of the population. Uniformed military personnel yesterday set up a makeshift morgue outside of New York City in a hospital. It is Hollywood disaster scenes uh, that are starting to be seen in some of America's biggest Cities Also, UV, UV rays proven now to destroy the SARS COVID-2 virus. The infection rate of COVID-19 is 22 times higher in Iceland as compared to Australia. The research comes as scientists in Hong Kong demonstrate that SARS COVID-2, the virus responsible for COVID-19, is easily destroyed with UV light, just like all other coronaviruses or flus so it looks like there is indeed going to be uh a uh, an end to this this summer as the season changes but it will also mean that it will come back if we haven't found some sort of a vaccine or some sort of a um some sort of an old medicine or drug that works uh, again prince charles has tested positive I'm wondering I'm wondering if people in in uh in Scotland and Ireland see that as good news or bad news. The queen I hope is in isolation. By the way, did you see Vladimir Putin and he came out yesterday in a spacesuit? He had a bio suit on. Did did that did that look like the brave Putin? I mean, did that, that looked to me like a leader that was a coward. Can you imagine if somebody would have put Donald Trump in that suit and he would have gone into a hospital where they had some patients? You would in America, you would say, don't ever do that. 
Don't ever put him in that situation. Not not because he would be in danger, but because he would look like a goofball. Yeah, it's the old, uh, you know, Dukakis on a tank type of look. It's not exactly ideal, though there's a spot between no. what Putin did and what the president of Mexico has been doing lately, which is still oh walking around and the- hugging and kissing people and eating the cheeks of children for whatever reason. Uh, he is uh, how that... That whole story is the most undercovered story to me in this entire crisis, which is we can do whatever we want here. We can social distance all we want. That's all wonderful. However, the fact that we have a country just to our south across a border that we don't want to enforce that is not doing anything that is still having uh, soccer matches uh, very, very recently, still having festivals, still having their president walk around and do rallies among tons of people. There's almost no testing going on in that country. They are almost certainly ravaged by uh, coronavirus. And the second we were to cure it here, it would be coming over the border like crazy from there. It would make no difference and we'd have to do it all over again. Yeah. And if we ever got serious, if they were out of control and we got serious about our border, Donald Trump would, of course, be called racist again. Mm -hmm. How can you not help? They didn't do anything in their own country. They didn't do anything. You're yelling at Donald Trump for not doing enough. They're not doing anything. And let him come in. Let's go to uh, Felicia in Colorado because I want to finish up today's show. Um, We're going to get into that six trillion dollar bill yeah it's not two it's six trillion dollars we're going to get into that here in a little while but i also wanted to spend some time with you on the phone to just a gut check on how you're feeling and what's happening in your life felicia called us from colorado hello felicia hi glenn it's such an honor to be on i've been listening to you for years you're my you thank you you have changed my life um Wow, well, thank you. Re- uh, let me tell you the reason I called in a second, but what I want to let you know is I'm immune compromised, 53 years old, was in the hospital all mm. December, rehab all November. I had to learn how to walk again, diabetes, Holy high cow. blood pressure, et cetera. But I have Are my you in a bubble? And- you should be. <laughs> yes, are you in a bubble? Because you should be. My my house, okay. my apartment is surrounded with saran wrap. My kids, they don't let me okay, go anywhere, good. which is great. And my good. husband, he's a, he's essential personnel because he works. Uh, he built hazmat tents for first responders. But the reason I called is this local guy. I'm doing this for a friend. This local guy owns three apartment properties, and she came home the other day, and he posted on all their doors that um, we expect all of our tenants to pay all of the rents and monies due us, just like always. If you don't pay it on time, you're going to get an eviction notice, and we will evict you. And um, and he says, we're paying all of our bills, and you'll be held responsible for the payment of all your bills. Nothing is free. This guy is a jerk. And these Holy are, cow. Yeah, and a lot of them have lost their job because – you know, there and he sounds like a slumlord because they're lower rent apartments, you know, and yeah. he posted these on all his three properties. Now, the governor, Governor Polis, um, not a fan of him, but Governor Polis and uh, the Jefferson County, where I live, the biggest county in the state, they have not decreed yeah. anything, but they have said they recommend that landlords, you know, make payment arrangements, uh, you know, don't charge late fees, those kinds of things. But they can't, yeah. th- these these landlords, 
like this are protected because it's not a decree. So I really wish Dr. Carson would decree that, that, you know, be, be show some humanity. Be Well, know, I tell you, this Felicia, together. this is, I agree with you. And this is where we, this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is what I was talking to, uh, to Thomas Massey about. People have to worry about their rent. They have to worry about their rent at home. If you're a business person, you have to worry about the rent or the mortgage payment uh, for your offices. And that's where people need money right now. We don't need money to go shopping other than food. If you don't, if you lost your job, you can't pay your rent. And these banks are getting four trillion dollars and they will be made whole. Um, and there's I don't understand why the government just didn't say, you know, no evictions, no mortgages and not have, you know, the person who owns this guy sounds like a jerk. But um, the person who owns apartment buildings, they do still have to pay that mortgage. And if nobody pays them, they can't pay the mortgage and then they lose the apartment building. So everybody's in it, like you said, together. So it makes sense that we all kind of do what we have to do and work together. But that requires the bank, you know, the person who holds the note to also say, "Okay, you know what? I know it's tough times and you can only make a third of your mortgage payment. That's fine. Don't worry. That's good. But is that happening? And that's what really needs to happen. Everybody needs to do what they can but it has to happen all the way up to the top. You don't want to, you don't, again, this guy sounds like a jerk, but you don't want to stone people because they're higher up on the, the, the ladder as you would might see it. And they own this big property. Well, they might be fighting for their life as well, and they're not getting any relief. And that's the problem. We have to understand that the entire food chain here has been disrupted. Felicia, God bless you. I ho- please stay inside and tell your friend uh, we will pray for them, uh, as we all should be praying for the people uh, who are in these situations. Many people have already lost their jobs. Uh, we, as the president says, we've got to turn this engine back on pretty darn soon. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Welcome to the uh, program. Let's go to Thomas Massey in uh, Washington. You're not actually in Washington, are you, Thomas? Actually, I am. Congressman, are you there? Here. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh. Sorry for that. Hey, Glenn. <laughs> you there? I'm, I'm sorry that I'm you here. actually had to be in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I am here. I'm in Washington. So, Thomas, tell us what's actually in this bill. It's a 6 trillion dollar bailout if you add what the fed is putting on top of it and that's without all the other stuff the fed has already done so six trillion dollars i don't even begin to understand it tell me what tell me what tell me what the geniuses have done well they're so smart they're not even sharing the language with us yet so supposedly oh, they came to an agreement last night, and it's a thousand pages, and you got the price tag right as far as what I'm hearing, but there's no text. Literally, all I have to go on is the dear colleague letter from Chuck Schumer 
to the other Democrats where he's bragging on the victories that he got in the bill. That's that is all. That's the most substantial representation of the bill that I have right now. And I suspect they're going to try and pass it here in Congress on a unanimous consent without ever now, what actually is, having congressmen vote. The, how does that happen? How can we possibly spend $6 trillion and not actually have a vote? What does that even mean? How does that work? It, it means that Congress is just a bunch of eunuchs at that point is what it means. Um, it means that the administration people within the administration and and two or three other people and a bunch of lobbyists got together and wrote a bill and instead of even giving it the imprimatur of a congressional debate we they're just going to try i believe i could be wrong i believe they're just going to ask for unanimous consent to deem it a law like it wouldn't even and be so a voice do, do you have to do you have to vote on that no they would just do it so wait, so wait, how is that constitutional at all? Does that mean that Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and uh, Mitch McConnell and the boys all got together and, and came up with something and then they get the only vote? That's basically what it means. Now, there are some of Where in the Constitution is that? Uh, you know, the Constitution says you have to have a quorum to do business. And, yeah. you know, right. Uh, which is which in, in the House of Representatives is 218. So, uh, and what they do is the speaker assumes that there's a quorum unless somebody raises an objection and points out that there's only one person in the room. But the speaker has really bad eyesight and doesn't count very well. So if there's one person in the room, the speaker assumes there's a quorum and business goes on. Are you going to at least stand up and say, there's no quorum? I want to uh, count. There, there are a few of us here in Washington D.C. Uh, I don't want to say who the other colleagues are. Okay, they wanted their coordinates right. known, but we, we're talking about the the travesty here because because this is probably, by the way, this is the third bill. This is the third coronavirus bill that will have passed if it passes, and they're already talking about Bill Number Four and Bill Number Five. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It, it's six fundamental trillion dollars. It's it's over, Thomas. I mean, we have to do something, but not 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 give everything away. So there's nothing left. I mean, you know, just what little I know, what little I know, does the bill just say, you know what? Hold on mortgages. You don't have to pay for mortgages for three months until everybody gets back to work or you can't foreclose on people. I know the government is not foreclosing on people, but how about regular banks? Because they're getting the back door four trillion dollars. How about that? How about uh, how about we're going to make sure that you get immediate unemployment? That's fine. No payroll tax. We're not going to print money. We're just not going to take money from you. None of those are in there. Well, those would be common sense things, but you can be sure that the banks are going to be made whole uh, and, and maybe even more than whole. But here's the problem, Glenn. Let's say this shutdown that the governors have perpetrated on our economy takes $4 trillion out or $6 trillion out, and we inject $6 trillion back in. You can't eat the money, right? Farmers still need to grow food. 
manufacturers still need to make insulin. Like, uh, you know, automobile man or uh, truck manufacturers still have to make ambulances to get people to the hospitals, right? Just because Tom, Thomas, yesterday. Same, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just because you put the same amount of money into the economy that you took out doesn't mean you've created any goods or grown any food. That's the problem we have here, Glenn. And today they're asking us to jump off a cliff, but they're not telling us how far it is to the bottom or what's at the bottom. I I got into my car yesterday, and I just needed to get out of the house for a while. So my wife and I took a drive, and we drove through a, a little a little town here uh, called South Lake. It's South Lake Town Square Center. Really nice, very really just this quaint little uh, thing in in the town. It was like a horror movie. It was like everything that you've ever seen in uh, what was it that the the quiet movie or the you know the one where the monsters are coming out. Uh, what's that movie, Stu? Where the monsters hear noise? Quiet place. Walking Dead. Yeah, the Quiet Place. <laughs> yeah, Walking Dead. Quiet Place. It was the Omega Man. It was there was no place to spend money. There was no place to spend money if you had money. So how is this going to, other than paying my mortgage and making sure that I have money to get food, what else do you need money for right now? What else? Housing. You need medicine. (laughs) There's a whole number of things you need money for. But but, but I'm saying you can't, that stuff, that's the stuff that should be covered right now. Not just giving me a, a check, giving me a check you do, you're not even means testing. You're not even you're not even looking at what I'm going through now. You're just giving people a check for fifteen hundred dollars. Some people have their jobs. Other people don't have their jobs. But there's no testing on that. This is ridiculous. This bill is ridiculous. I did see Chuck Schumer said in his letter that the money will keep coming until this crisis oh is God. over. Like, so how do you even and, know it's $2 trillion once you've promised to pay people money for as long as this goes on? And what is the, and what is the, the end look like? Can somebody define the end? I've been looking for tripwires. When is this crisis over? When we're all going back to work? Or does the crisis continue because we have damage to our uh, society and to the engine of capitalism? And so this continues on for another year, another two. I mean, this has opened the floodgates. The floodgates. And it's conditioning an entire generation to a paternalistic government. Glenn, if I told you four weeks ago that the governors would come out and tell people they can't go to church, you'd think I was crazy, but you'd know I was really insane if I said, and people are going to stay home and the churches are going to close and they're going to dutifully do what the government says. And you know, I, I disagree with crazy. you. No, I don't think so. I think people, I think Americans want to do what's right for America. And so when the president came out and said, maybe we should, maybe we should all stay at home. Uh, everybody wants to do the right thing. But the right thing also includes saving the nation. It also includes not just saving people, 
we are more we're an idea we're a nation we're a, an economy the idea is being killed the economy is being killed our our opportunity to revive the idea and the nation and the economy is being killed there is there comes a point where you have to look at it like the president has been saying and saying you know guys you can't just tell everyone to stay home for the next two months, it's just not going to happen. There's nothing left at the end. There will be nothing left. And, to t- you know, people are going above and beyond what is necessary to do the right thing. There's a hotline now in Kentucky where you can turn in your neighbor. You can tr- if you see somebody do something that the governor said not to do, there's a hotline that the governor set up. And I called it so- just to just to see. You know, I thought, well, maybe they'll probably staff it with offshore, you know, a call center. But as it turns out, they, the governor's actually just taken people that used to work in other departments and conscripted them to take these calls where people Holy are cow. snitching on their neighbors. And it's busy. So, like, you can't even get through. There's so many people snitching on their neighbors. Because it's considered so patriotic. dangerous. That's so dangerous. That is the one thing we've never had that Europe always did is they had snitches and you never knew who was snitching on you. We've always trusted our neighbor. Thomas, um, I I actually don't have a problem with the governors doing, uh, uh, you know, the the heavy lifting and all of that stuff. Uh, I have much bigger problem with the with the government, the federal government doing it because there's no last resort. They are the final policemen. They're the final stop. And what the governors are doing by telling uh, President Trump that he has to OK the National Guard is insidious. They're doing it, I think, because they don't want to spend the money. And if he calls it, then the feds pay for it. Uh, if the state calls it, then they're off the hook. So this, the governors are wanting the president to call, but you cannot allow the federal government to have control nationwide of the National Guard. If a, if a, govern, if a, a governor wants to do it, that's fine. People can get away from that governor to 49 other states. But if the president does it and they don't release the power, there's no place to go. That's a that's a great point. You know, one of the points I've made about the governors doing these things is some of my colleagues here say, look, this is a government taking the government is taking something from people, their livelihood. So we must pay the people back for their their what was taken from them. But I'm pointing out that it's the governors who are taking and it's the federal government who is giving back. So we are now with this bill, we will be incentivizing governors to destroy their own economy and to put people out of work. Right. And if, and if right. you have one governor and, who stood up to all of it, now the federal government's coming in and saying, well, you might as well go in with the rest of the lot because now we are going to finance all this uh, malfeasance in right. the economy. Right. And there are, there are states that are looking at these other states like they're crazy. I mean, it's, you know, the cities here in Dallas have been and been blasting our governor because he hasn't put the entire state on lockdown. The entire state doesn't need to be on lockdown. Maybe Dallas does. Maybe Houston does. And those those mayors can do that as they say, see fit. But it needs to be held at the lowest possible level 
uh, and does not need to be the entire state. What's happening in Seattle doesn't mean it's happening in Spokane, Washington. That's correct. And the only way we're going to know that, by the way, is testing. Uh, there's something the government is saying which really annoys me is they say we don't want everybody tested. Everybody doesn't need to get tested. Actually, that's how we get out of this is when we yes, know who is. has it and who doesn't. Yes. When we, when we know we should all be t- We should all be tested and then we can go back to work. Those who don't have it tested clear, go back to work. Um, and, Thomas, thank yeah, you so and, much for all that you do. The uh, congressman from Kentucky, Thomas Massey, will be watching you and uh, the rest of uh, the uh, congressmen and the senators today in the House and the Senate as they as they maybe don't even vote on six trillion dollars being spent. Thanks, Thomas. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the uh, program. We have Daniel Horowitz on with us. He is uh, play, uh, the Blaze podcast host and also uh, with the Conservative Review. He's the senior editor of Conservative Review. Uh, and uh, he has taken a look into the uh, coronavirus rescue bill, the one that is now $6 trillion. $6 trillion. Daniel uh, I've never seen anything like $6 trillion, and it looks like they're going to just pass this without an actual roll call vote. They're just going to pass it. Well, Glenn, uh, I don't even know if I'm looking at the bill right now. I got some sort of copy, which is 619 pages, but all I know is they're going to vote on it within an hour. So there you go. I cannot give you all the details. Now, to be fair, I think it's $2 trillion, not $6 trillion, but well, this it's is two trillion. It's two trillion with the four trillion from the Fed. For, for, so from you the have Fed. four fill. Yes. And, and Glenn, this is just the beginning. Here's here's the most important thing before we get into provisions. Republicans are brilliant. They managed to bankrupt us like Venezuela, while still not even covering certain people. And then all of this is going to go into a black hole within a week or two. If, as the Democrat governors seem to want to do, they keep the shutdown going on this severely, this indefinitely, um, there's no amount of trillions of dollars you could print that is going to ameliorate that pig. So it's both too large and too little at the same time, and it's going to expose them to a bunch of political peril. And what the Democrats have showed is that you can never outbid them. If you don't provide a bold contrast in addressing the crisis in a different way, Again, there's certain things we have to do with the surge in funding for the, for the hospitals. They have $130 billion for that. We agree to that. Um, extending unemployment benefits because we shut people down. Um, in some states, that will be 1000 to $1,400 a week now. Very generous. So done. Do that, and then let's get back to work over the next few weeks with the prudent balance geographically, demographically, and, and, and take care of the actual problem. But instead, what they do is they indiscriminately throw um, $500 billion in the form of $1,200 rebates at people, $500 per kid, 
even to families that didn't lose a penny. But then if you're earning more than $150,000 as a family, as a small business owner, but that's last year on last year's tax returns, but this year you're slaughtered, you get nothing. So they're going to get hit politically for that. Um, This whole thing just, it makes no sense, Glenn, because either we, we, we address this in a different way and we get back to solving the problem, or there is no money in the world that will solve this. So there is no money in the world that will solve this. Um, what, what needed to happen, uh, Daniel, I think, is, to, is solve the immediate needs of those who lost their job, or those who are about to lose their house because they lost their job, or those who are about to lose their business. I mean, anything that helps business people out, um, you know, for especially the small business person, just by saying, look, you don't have to worry about your rent. How much is your rent? Send us the bill. Send us what's going on. You know, some way of just... Even if you have a mortgage, talking to the banks and saying, look, you know you guys are going to get it $4 trillion through the back door. And that's just what we're announcing this week, let alone what we did last week, and let alone what you know is coming next week. So no mortgage foreclosures. Mortgage break for three months for everybody. That would, that would take care of the apartment building owner that has to make the nut and pay for that mortgage. They could then pass that on. I mean, that's the kind of things that we need, and that, none of that's in there. None of that's in there. That's exactly the, the point. Once you are giving $1,000 to $1,200 a week for unemployment benefits indefinitely, and, you know, again, in last bill, they took care of the paid leave, for 12 weeks, which now they will advance the cash to the small businesses to cover that upfront. So you have the immediate problem, the Band-Aid. Why they need to spend an extra $1.5 trillion on the $500 billion for the bailouts for the industries, um, another $367 billion in small business loans, but there's nothing to loan for because they're shut down. And then $150 billion thrown at state government, um, and then they have, you know, 30 billion for education, another 20 billion for mass transit, which I thought that's the ultimate people spreader. We want to keep that shut down. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. But then at the same time, they're adamantly saying, how dare you, Mr. Trump, hope to get back to work in some uh, modicum of normalcy by April 12th, by Easter. How dare you do that? This needs to go on indefinitely. And it's almost like they're happy about it. So in that case, again, this money will be gobbled up in no time and will be on to the next $10 trillion. And here's the final question, Glenn. If there is no downside to doing this, to, you know, no pain to spending so much immediately more than we need to just now, which is what any normal person would do, why not blow this wide open and give every family a $100,000 check? No, really, where is mm-hmm. the limit? Why, I mean, if, right. if, if there's no limit, here's my question. Why, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. Everyone's worried about the balance of getting back to work and the coronavirus. You know what? Just stay home. Here's $100,000. Nothing to worry. I want to know what is wrong with that. Where, where is that line? Um, the, the reality is Mitch McConnell said that this is a wartime World War II-like investment. 
Where he's wrong is there's nothing to invest in. You can't invest in a dead exactly body. Exactly right. It's going to go in a black exactly hole. Exactly right. Yeah. What you need is in, deregulation. In, in, in World War II, we had planes and tanks and factories at the end of it. At the end of this, what did we invest in? What do we have? What do we have? You're We're not walking away with home. anything that can be used. Pardon me? Yeah, you're investing in people staying home. Yes, right. Right. And not investing in their home. If they don't if they have a home and they're being foreclosed on, you're not giving them money or any kind of relief. They're still going to lose their home. That's what people are worried about right now. They're worried about their home. They're worried about having enough food for their family and a shelter while they're at home. The next thing is are we destroying the entire country uh, for a virus? I mean, is there going to be anything left? That's, I think, the what they're worried about beyond the coronavirus itself. They worry about those three things. Do I have a home? Do I have food? And is there going to be any th- job to go back to in the end? This bill doesn't address any of those. And to speak to your home issue, there's another point I think your listeners need to get involved in at a grassroots level with state property or in local property taxes, and it's time to get state legislatures involved in this. One of the problems I see happening in the next few weeks is this. We know the Imperial College study was bogus. Two million deaths, this and that. I'm not saying there's not a serious element, and I do think it is more lethal than the regular flu. But again, what the, is there value add to going from social distancing to complete lockdown Where's the evidence of that? Where's the evidence that this stuff wasn't baked into the cake from January and February, which it absolutely was because we had flights from Wuhan when I was calling for a shutoff in 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 January. So unfortunately, all these people that are like, Mm -hmm. oh, we have to save lives. Well, yeah, thanks to you, Pelosi had a had a ban on Trump's ban as late as January 29th. So that's baked into the cake. But my concern, Glenn, is that we're headed for the following scenario where Trump's going to try over the next few weeks to see how to achieve the proper balance. And these Democrat governors are suddenly more powerful than God. You know, I wish states would have been this powerful over the last half century. And they're going to just to make Mm -hmm. him look look bad, push more severe shutdowns. Trump needs to tell them we are not going to bail out the states. If you are going to go more severe than needed in the coming weeks, then you need to pay for that. And one of the ways of doing that is they have to start um, relinquishing uh, property taxes, like, like you said, so homeowners could afford it. I will tell you, Daniel, that I think this is where the president absolutely needs to go. He needs to next week say, you know, here's the plan. We're going to continue to look at how we're doing. But in certain states, they are either past it or it's not the problem you have to keep your social distancing but i'm giving this power to the states and every state should open up when they can we are going to be there to help you open up and we're going to be there and we will encourage you to open up but it's the individual states i'm telling you now open up the country i'm not saying open up new york that's for cuomo to do i'm not saying open california that's for gavin to do i'm saying as far as the federal government is concerned we are open for business in what 38 of the states what do you say 30 of them how about 25 and we will incentivize people to get back to work as soon as they possibly can 
What's yeah, what's exactly. what's wrong with the president doing that? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I have a quote from the State Department telling me their hope is to get refugee resettlement back up and going by April 7th. So if it's good enough for refugee oh resettlement, oh my I mean, gosh, you, you oh can't my believe gosh. it. I can't. No, I promise you they said that. I, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. Would you send that to me? That's incredible. I will send you the email. It's from the State State Department's Bureau of Population, Migration, and Refugees. Yes. Unbelievable. Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. You can read his uh, column. Uh, you can follow him at RM Conservative. It's Daniel Horowitz, also uh, Blaze uh, Podcast and uh, Conservative Review Editor, Daniel Horowitz.